Thank you much, Rabbi Kohn. Shus, Rav Kohn, Willig, Rav Pazansky, all the Rabbonim, I'd like to begin, I'm not sure if this is what, what we're taught in, in Speech 101 in terms of how to begin a presentation. I'd like to begin with, without any hagdomas, just to review a few sources with which we're all familiar. Mishnah Perki Avos. Altar besichem ha'isha bi'ishto amu kalvachome be'eshes chavero. A person shouldn't engage in excessive conversation with his own wife, how much more so with someone else's wife. Gemara in Erev in Nun Gimel. Rabbi Yossi Aglili have a ko'ezil ba'orcha. Rabbi Yossi Aglili was traveling. Ashkechele Broya. He encountered Broya, the, the, the wife of Rabbi Meir. Om Allah, he said to her, Be'ezil derech nelech lelud. On, on which, which path should we take to, to travel to Lud? On Merlot, she said to him, Glili Shota, you Shota, Rabbi Yosia Glili. Lokach Ambu Chachamim Altar Besicham Aisha. Don't the Chachamim teach us that one should not engage in excessive conversation with women? You could have omitted one word. You could have said, You didn't have to say, You could have abbreviated the exchange by a single word. The Gemara in Sukkah, again, all well-known Makaros, commenting on the Mishnah, describing Simchas Beis HaShoeva, the first night of Cholomoed, which in Eretz Yisrael, of course, is the, the second night of Sukkot. So the Mishnah says that on Motzah Yom Tov Achron, the, the second night of Sukkot, so they would go down to the Ezra's Noshnim, Umesaknen Sham Tikun Godel. And they would make a very important modification, a very important very important uh, precautionary measure would be taken. My tikkun gadol, what was that? Omer belazar ka'osa shashaninu. Chaloka hoisa berishona. Originally the Ezra's Noshim, the, the, the chamber which was designated as the Ezra's Noshim within the Vesa Mikdash, chaloka hoyasa. It was smooth. Vehikifuha gzustura. And then they surrounded it with a balcony. Vihiskinu, and they, they instituted that for the gathering for Simchas Beis HaShoeva, Sheyuhu Noshim Yoshos Melamayla, that the women should sit up on the balcony, Va'anoshim Melamata, and the men should be downstairs. Now, the, the Gemara proceeds to quote a Tosefta, which uh, sort of amplifies and, and elaborates what happened and why it happened. Originally, when they had the Simchas Beis HaShoeva celebration, so the women were inside in the Ezra's Noshim, in, in, the, in the Mikdash, and the men were outside on, on, on the Harabayas. And it resulted in frivolity, in lightheadedness. Apparently there was some kind of mingling going on. Hiskinu, so the first attempt Chazal made to, to rectify the situation, they tried reversing it. 
At that point, And at that point, they they introduced that they should uh, that they should construct a balcony, and the women should sit in the balcony, and then the men sat on the uh, on the ground level. Says the Gemara, How can you modify the, the structure of the Beis Hamikdash? Doesn't the pasuk say, miyad Hashem That in the Beis Hamikdash, there has to be. It, it wasn't given to uh, any architectural design that you wanted. Everything had to be with a tradition. Everything had to be with a kabbalah. Exactly how everything in the Beis Hamikdash should be constructed. So Amirav Kra Ashkahu Vidarush. They found the Posuk and they darsh in the Posuk. The Safta Ha'aretz that the Posuk is describing in the time of Muhammad's Gogu Magog that there's going to be a funeral. The Gemara continues, according to one opinion, it's the funeral of Mashiach ben Yosef. That when they gather for the eulogy, so the men and the women would be separate. Amru, so the Chachamim, Chazal of that generation, reasoned as follows: V'halodvarim kal v'chomer, u'malo asid lavo sheoskin behesped ve'ein yitzahara shalet bohem lo asid lavo in the time of the milchama, the war of Gog and Magog, a time of levaya, a time of a funeral, is a person is not in a frame of mind when he's especially susceptible to being uh, drawn into frivolous uh, behavior. In, into lightheadedness, and what's more, at that time, the Gemara tells us that the Yetzirah will be will, will be killed. That the Yetzirah will no longer be an internal Yetzirah the way we have it now. It won't be nearly as strong a Yetzirah as we experience now. So even then, even then, when they'll be asukin behesped, they'll be involved, they'll be preoccupied with something which is not in the least bit conducive to kalos rosh, and they won't be governed, they won't be, they won't be subject to such a strong yetsahara that we have nowadays. Nevertheless, the Torah says, as a precaution, the men and the women shouldn't be mingling, but they should be separate. Now, in a time of Simcha's Beis HaShoeva, when it's a time of, uh, of rejoicing, and if anything, we are especially susceptible to Kalos Rosh, to, to frivolity at such a time. The Yetzirah Rosh, and the Eight Sahara is, is in full force nowadays. Al Achas Kama Vakama that such separation is necessary. What were Chazal so concerned about? These these Marimakomos to, to the modern mind, to the modern mindset, seem very extreme, very, very radical. What were Chazal concerned about? So Chazal had, had several concerns. The Gemara Nedarim amplifies the Mishnah about Riboy Sicha, the Gemara Nedarim Davchaf, Altar Besicha Im Haisha, Shesov Chalavali Deniyof. It can result in promiscuity can result in actual adultery, Rachman al-Litzlan. Chazal comment elsewhere, the Rambam summarizes these at the end of Hilchas B'Yisurei Biyah, that Chazal say that Ein l'cha dova b'chol ha-tara kula shehu kosha l'rov ha-om elu lifrosh min ha-arayos v'ha-biyos ha-asuros. The 
most difficult mitzvah to observe, the most challenging mitzvah is for a person to comply with the restrictions in terms of arayas, in terms of forbidden marriages, bias, asuras, illicit relationships. That is the single most challenging set of halachas in the Torah. Moreover, Amru Chachamim, again the Rambam quoting Mamari Chazal, the end of Hilchas Yisurei Biyah, Gezel Arayas, theft, the, the, the desire for money, Arayas, and, and uh, illicit relationships, Nafsho Shal Odom Misavilahen Umacham Dosan. A person desires these things, a person covets these things. And then a, a very terrifying historical characterization. Ve'enata motze kohol b'chol zman uzman she'en bohen prutzen ba'arayos u'bibiyos asuros. There is no community at any time, at any time, has there ever been a community where this hasn't been a problem, where arayas and where, where, where illicit relationships, where that hasn't been a problem, th- th- there is no such community. There hasn't been such a community. And, and finally, before we try to digest a little bit and, and gain a little perspective, again, another mission Perkiavos with which we're all familiar, in Perigimel of Perkiavos, Schok Vikalas Rosh, Margilam Laeva. Again, frivolity, lightheadedness, induce arise. What's all this about? Where is it coming from? So we need to understand what Chazal's approach to Kedusha is. In a word, Chazal's approach to Kedusha is very realistic. Sometimes we mistakenly think that if a person is, is, is really a Kadosh, so it means that things to do with the Eight Sahara, all the various urges and drives that we all have, so that should come in beneath the radar screen. It shouldn't be mentioned, it shouldn't be discussed, it shouldn't be taken into account, because if a person is going to be a Kadosh, he has to be above all that. Chazal take the opposite approach. The approach of Chazal is that on the contrary, we have to be very, very realistic. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created us with the Sahara. He created us with a Yetzirah that's very strong. And the path to Kedusha is not to ignore that Yetzirah, not to say that that, that, that isn't an, an appropriate uh, topic on, on which uh, something on which we should focus, but on the contrary, we are supposed to focus on it and we're supposed to take precautions. And it's only through taking precautions and by being very realistic about the Eight Sahara and about how strong those drives and those urges are that a person can ever attain genuine Kedusha. The, 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 the Rav Zuchanan Levracha was, was fond of, of commenting that Seyfi Kedusha of, of the 14 Sforim in, in, in the Yad HaChazak in the Rambam so consists of Hilchos, Hilchos Bias Asuros and Macholos Asuros that a person has to, again, realistically a person has to discipline himself in, in those two areas again, the, 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 the urge, the taiva that we have for food and, and, and for pleasure in, in that realm as well as in the, the the realm of, of bios asuros, in, in the realm of illicit relationships. And it's only through, again, a realistic approach in these areas 
that we can attain Kedusha. Which is why in the Halacha there's no, there's no ideal of celibacy. On the contrary, it's a din that a person is not supposed to be unmarried. The Ramah says, and the din is equally true for men and women, it's not a function of, of the mitzvah of, of Piyavirivya, of procreating. But it's again, it's a mitzvah that for a person to live a genuine life of Kedusha, so a person has to be realistic about the basic uh, human drives and urges which HaKadosh Baruch who uh, implanted within our personalities. But perhaps, perhaps a person will say, but I know myself, I know myself, and uh, these, these concerns don't, don't relate to me. So Chazal anticipated that. Chazal say, again in Pirkei Avos, Al-Tamin that a person is not supposed to have that kind of uh, complacent self-confidence. A person has to constantly be on guard. Constantly be on guard. The Sefer Chinuch in particular addresses this. The, the Sefer Chinuch in Parshas Achimos on the mitzvah of L'Sikri V'Legalo Serva, the, the, the mitzvah which... The, the mitzvah which the, the, the Rambam and the Chinuch following the Rambam reckon as, as a Doraisa, that not only is Gili Arayas itself prohibited by the Torah, but anything which can lead and result in, in, in Gili Arayas is also forbidden Midaraisa, a type of Siyag Doraisa. The Torah itself takes the precaution. Here the Torah didn't leave it to Chazal to introduce the Siyag, but the, but the Torah itself introduces the Siyag. So the Sefer HaChinuch lists many of the, the, the dinim, many of the harchokos, many of the precautionary measures which the Torah itself institutes, and we'll review a couple of them soon, Amir Hashem. And then he says, Umikol Mokom, nevertheless, Lafi Hadome, Mikol Mashe Hizhiru Zichronim Levacha, Ein Odom Rashai Lozos Mimusarim Hatov. A person has no right to stray from the, from the guidance and the discipline which Chazal imposed upon us. Let's say people, people vary, and, and, he, and he sees in himself that he doesn't have such strong urges, he doesn't have such strong drives, and he doesn't think that these, all these hachakos, whether it's riboy sicha, or whether it's the, the mingling of the genders, he doesn't think that these are necessary for him. Lo yoma kevan shani motzei atzmichein ma ichbas liyem estakel v'noshim. Since I don't find myself uh, especially uh, with an especially strong driver urge, so what's ta- what's so terrible? What difference does it make to me if I will allow myself to to look to to gaze upon women? Ki yodeya ani ba'atzmi shelo yisover yitzvi v'chach. I'm not going to become aroused as a result of doing that. Says the Sefer Achinuch, Shahar be'omru Many people have reasoned that way, and they have stumbled. And this is what Chazal referred to, it's a Gemara in Sukkah, that the Yetzirah perhaps initially, sometimes is deceptively weak, but it gains momentum, it gains strength. Again, the Sefer Chinuch wrote, wrote the Sefer for his son, so he often... Uh, 
shifts to the second person and addresses him directly. Be very careful about this. And don't, don't take and don't accept any false guarantees from your Yetzirah. I, but we are familiar with one or two incidents recorded in the Gemara where the Amaroyim themselves did reason like this. The Amaroyim themselves said, but we're not susceptible to this Yetzirah, so we can afford to do things which other people don't. For instance, the Gemara in Baruchus tells us that Rabbi Yochanan have a Yosef Ashari Tvila, that Rabbi Yochanan used to sit outside the gates of the Mikveh. Rabbi Yochanan, the Gemara tells us, was uh, exceptionally, exceptionally, strikingly beautiful. So Rabbi Yochanan used to sit outside the, the mikveh, so when the women would leave, that the women would look at him, he wasn't looking at them, but that the women should look at him. And somehow or other that would be a skula on some, uh, on, on, on some mystical level that would make it more likely that the children they would conceive would, would, would be beautiful like him. The Gemara tells us another story about how one of the Amaroim would dance at a wedding for Simchas Chas and Vakala. Says the Sefer Chinuch, Heim Zechron Levacha, Hoyu Kamalochim. They, they were they were almost they were angelic. Their entire existence, their every waking moment, maybe even every sleeping moment, the Prime Velozhin and others tell us that when the Vilna Gon was sleeping he used to say Mishnah is Balpeh in his sleep. So maybe it's not even limited to every every waking moment. Maybe it's literally every moment. They, 24-7, literally 24-7, they were preoccupied with Divya Kedusha. So for them, so for them it was taka possible. But we, we have no right to, to breach any of these, any, any of the discipline which Chazal outlined for us. Now, the, the, the concern for mingling and, 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 and the, 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 the concern for, for Isurim, which can result, is not limited to uh, promiscuous behavior, to, to adultery. There are other Isurim also, and these are Isurim which are, are, are in Shulchan Aruch. First of all, based upon the Gemara of Odezarad Avchaf, there is an Isser Histaklus. The Isser Histaklus, the, the Gemara speaks of a man gazing upon a woman. The Sefer Chinuch says it's, it's bilateral. The same thing is true for a woman gazing upon a man. There's no, there's no difference between the two. What exactly are the parameters of this Isser Histaklus of a man gazing upon a woman? So the Mishnah Bura and then Rav Moshe elaborates it, says that the parameters are, are as follows. That any part of her body. The Gemara gives the example Afilu etzpaktana so a man is not allowed to look at a woman for the purpose other than, than, his, other than, than his wife to, to, to look at a woman for the purpose of enjoyment for deriving enjoyment from, from looking at uh, 
at a woman. Afilu etz baktana, meaning even if it's a part of the body which is generally uncovered, which is allowed to be uncovered. Then with Moshe also explains and shows that the Isser also includes if it's Mekomos Mechusim Sheba, if it's part, parts of the body which are supposed to be uh, supposed to be covered and they're uncovered, whether it's uh, above the, the knee, whether it's that the, the, the neckline isn't appropriate, that the sleeves are not down to the uh, not down to the, the, the elbow, or whatever the, the, the case may be. So then Rabbi Moshe says, even if a person doesn't have a Kavona Lehanos, but the Re'iyu itself is also just seeing the private parts, parts of the body is forbidden even if a person is not looking to derive enjoyment or, 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 or benefit from it. That, that, that's one isser in, in terms of men and women. And again, the, the Sefer Achinuch says that it's bilateral. That the same way it governs, it governs a man vis-a-vis a woman, it, it applies equally with women vis-a-vis men. Then the same Gemara also tells us that there's an isser to be maharher. There's an isser for a person to to trigger or, or engage in thoughts which are, which relate to or which are conducive to uh, his thinking about about intimacy. And again, same thing bilateral. A man having uh, sort of triggering thoughts which are conducive to that with regard to a woman, and vice versa, a woman with with regard to a man. Now, now these this collection this collection of of, of isurim, Certainly, Rabbi Willig is going to address the details in terms of how this translates halacha into where separation is absolutely mandated, where separation is recommended, when it's permissible. Rabbi Willig is going to be tackling that. But there has to be an understanding here that it's naive. It's... it's Dangerously naive to think that without any 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 conscious effort for separation of the genders, to think that we're going to be nechshal in 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 some of these dinim, to think that that to think that that uh, that without again being mindful of this, without making a conscious attempt to have separation, to think that a person is not going to at some point see a woman who, whom, whom he finds attractive and, and even if that wasn't his original intent isn't going to look a second longer than he would have otherwise so the Gemara says it's frightening the Gemara says lo yinaka afilu yesh b'yad otoro mitzvah samais and tovim is lo yinaka midina shel gehenum that, that uh, he's not going to be able to he's not going to be able to say well I, I learned Tafyomi and I gave Tzedakah so Rav Hashem says yeah so for that but for this that's a bill that, that also has to be paid the Sefer Achinuch concludes after he mentions Yisr Hestaklus and the like he says Klal Hadavahu the, the the general principle is A person shouldn't do anything which is liable to trigger again thoughts of uh, non-Platonic thoughts. He shouldn't 
There shouldn't be any action, no speech, not any kind of, uh, or even any kind of, uh, any kind of indication to to stimulate such thoughts. But the truth is that when Chazal say that, that the mingling of the genders caused Kalas Rosh, they weren't only concerned with what Kalas Rosh could lead to. They weren't only concerned with the worst case scenario of Kalas Rosh resulting in Neof, in, in, in adultery, Rachman al-Atzlan. And they weren't only concerned with Isser Histaklus, with the, with, with the mingling leading to, again, improper gazing, men upon women, women upon men. But Kalis Rosh, in and of itself, is a problem. Kalis Rosh, in and of itself, is, is a problem. And again, here too, we need to step back for a moment and, and try to understand the role of Kedusha within our lives. I think our immediate association when we hear the word Kedusha is that Kedusha represents something which is Lefnim Yishur Sadin. That for a person to be Kadosh, Anazir is Kadosh. Kadosh Yeh, Gadol Perasa It means someone who's going beyond what's required, who's going Lefnim Yishur Sadin, and that person is attaining Kedusha. And we, so we're supposed to be Shomei Torah Mitzvahs. We're supposed to be observant. And with regard to some areas, that is true. Because Kedusha is Elu Dvarim She'en Lahem Shio. There is no cap. There is no ceiling on Kedusha. And that's not, a, that's not an incorrect association. But, but it is incomplete. And here I just want to read you a couple of lines from the Ramban. They're absolutely remarkable lines in the Ramban. Many years ago, my father, Zechon Levacha, showed me this passage in the Ramban. It's from last week, not, not Kisar, but from Kisaitse. Ramban's talking about the Ben Sora Omora. The Ben Sora Omora, who, uh, because he's Zolel Vesove, because he, uh, he gluttonously is consuming meat and, uh, and, and drinking wine and, and uh, disobeying his parents, is given Mises Bezdin. Whether this is hypothetical or real, again, the Gemara discusses. Either way, it's a parish in the Torah. So Amban says, if you're punishing someone, he has to have been over an Issa. So what Issa was the Ben Sora Omora guilty of? Exactly what? When, when he's brought to Bezdin, and Bezdin tells him what he's getting Misa for, what is he getting Misa for? Says the Ramban, Hine yesh olav shnei onshen. He's liable for punishment for two reasons. First of all, because he's mezalzel and his parents. Because the parents were Yisro, so the parents try to discipline him, the parents try to warn him, and he, and he has total contemptuous disregard for them. So that's one thing for which he's, he's liable, one thing for which he's culpable. Now listen to this, I will say. Vahashani, and second of all, Shahu Zolel Vasove. He's been he's been eating and drinking gluttonously. Okay, so what is it? Does that violate? Ovel Mashanitstavinu Kedoshin to you. He's guilty, he's guilty, but his life his life is, is bereft of Kedusha. 
The Ben Sawyer Mother is Chayav Misa, the Ramban says, because for, one of, for, the, for two reasons, and one of those two reasons is that he's over Al Kadoshin to you. And then the Ramban continues. Vinema Od, and the Torah also, also mandates the Oso Savodu. A person is supposed to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uvosid Bokun. And a person is supposed to strive to cling to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shenitztavinu, we're commanded, Lodas Hashem Bechol Drachenu. That everything we do is supposed to be geared towards knowing Hashem. Vizolel Vizolvei Lo Yeida Darach Hashem. And a person who, who lives gluttonously, he is going to be incapable of ever knowing Darach Hashem. Just, just parenthetically, I think that future tense, uh, I think that's the way it's supposed to be vocalized in the Ramban. The Ramban compresses uh, a beautiful idea, which Rebaran Kotler, the of Vacha, says. Many, many of the uh, 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 people raise the question, that Chazal tells us that the Ben Sorel is punished, he's Nidon al Shem Sofo. That he hasn't really done anything yet which really warrants the death penalty, but the Torah wants to preempt even worse crimes. So many ask, but by Yishmael, so the Gemara Dashens, Kisham Elokim El Kol Hushem, that the Malachim said, the Malachim said, it's going to be in Tovshin Samech Vav and in Tovshin Samech Hay. So his, uh, his descendants are going to make life miserable for your children, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they're going to commit all kinds of atrocities. So why don't you let him die now so that uh, that line won't issue forth from him. So HaKadosh Baruch answers, no, because the way the, the way that the Midas Hadin functions is Ba'asher Husham. That ain't Adam Nidon El Lefimaisa Ba'osa Sha'ah. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't factor in what he knows about the future. HaKadosh Baruch Hu judges us by where we are at that stage. So how does that, how do you reconcile that with Ben Sorel Mori who's Nidon Hashem Sofo? So I, I think Rebaran Kotler says that the Ben Soru Mover, the reason he's punished as he is, is because right now, Ba'asher Husham, he has already guaranteed what his what will what will result. And that's what the Ramban says, Zolo Vesovei, it's not just that Lo Yoda Darach Hashem, but Lo Yeda Darach Hashem. The, 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 the lifestyle that, that he lives, so he's deaf. He's deaf to, to any, to any, 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 any divrei musr, to any, any words of guidance or instruction. He's deaf to that. So it means that ba'asher husham, he's locked in to such a lifestyle. So that's not a violation of, of, of the ba'asher husham. Coming back to, to, to our topic, so when, when Chazal say that at Simchas Vesa Shoeva there was a need to separate the genders, is because there was Kalas Rosh. The Kalas Rosh is not only problematic because of what it leads to, it's, it's, it's deeply and profoundly problematic for that reason as well, but in and of itself is a problem. This type of Kalas Rosh, and the Kalas Rosh of, of flirtatious behavior, frivolous, flirtatious behavior is antithetical to Kedusha. 
And that type of Kedusha is not the Kedusha which should be classified with the, the Kedusha of the Nazir, which is something optional of Kodosh Gadol Perasai Rosha. That's the type of Kedusha which, which, the, the, which the Ramban says is the very lifeblood of a Jew's existence, without which a Jew can't exist. Now clearly, this type of approach of, again, the details to follow, of, of, uh, of, of gender separation, clearly leaves us very much out of step with society, and truth be told, often with our own communities. How, how does that... How does that uh, how should that be factored into the equation? So the very first sif in Shulchan Aruch, the very first simon, the very first sif, the Ramah concludes his Hagar. Ramah says that a person, Lo yevosh b'pnei b'nei adam hamal'igim alav b'avodas Hashem. A person is never supposed to be deterred. A person is never supposed to be embarrassed. If a person is doing what's right, what's necessary, what's, what's required, me'ikar hadin, the fact that other people may scoff, and the fact that other people may say that that's crazy, that that's old-fashioned, that that's this, lo yevosh. A person is not supposed to be deterred by, by that type of criticism. Mesidah Sishoim also addresses this at the end of at the end of Perik Hay, in, in Mesidah Sishoim, ki im yoma adam after all, doesn't a person have to be integrated into society? So how can a person adopt certain approaches, certain attitudes, certain strictures and guidelines which are going to, which will interfere with that being that integration? So says the the, the Mesil, Well, uh, I won't I won't censor him. He he has some uh, rather harsh things to say. But Afata Amolo. So you you tell that person. He says provided that people are acting properly. He says then but he says but if if their, their conduct is just unacceptable it's just unacceptable so then there is no there is no value of I'm skipping a couple of lines a person has to purify himself, cleanse himself, and prevent himself from going along the path of those who are shkuim bahavle hazman, who, who are drowning in, in the futilities of our time. Then the Messiah Sishom says, Yachshav bedaita. But let's say people are going to, they're going to scoff at him, they're going to laugh at him. Yachshav b'dayto, ki ilu hoyo lo lahaviyach mamon harbei, im hoyo maniach masho yitzoruch lazem im nei chaveru shalo yaligu. Let's say you have a person, he has an idea for a business. 
idea for a business. And he's convinced that this idea can succeed and that he can strike it rich. But people, people don't believe it. People think he's, he's not realistic. He's a dreamer. They make fun of him. But he knows. He knows that, that, that there's room for such a company. For such a company. He has, he, he has a, a business acumen and he knows. He knows that this can succeed. People are going to laugh at him. He's not going to be deterred. He knows. He knows that the pot of gold is, 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 uh, is waiting for him at the end. So he doesn't care. He's not going to be deterred by the fact that people are scoffing at him. If a person is not going to be deterred from financial success because people are mocking him, people are scoffing at him. So that he shouldn't be deterred, that he shouldn't sacrifice his neshama, his soul, because people are going to scoff at him. Chodesh Elul is, is a time not only for fine-tuning, not only time for minor adjustments, Chodesh Elul is a time for a person to reorient himself, to recreate himself. Chodesh Elul ushers in a period of 40 days culminating with Yom HaKippurim. What does the, the number 40 represent in the Torah? So Chazal tells us that Yitzirah's Havlad requires 40 days. That the formation of, of the fetus requires 40 days. Let's say the Gemara says, for instance, if Rahman a woman will miscarry before 40 days from conception, so then for purposes of Thomas Leda, we say that it was Maya Ba'alma. We don't treat it in, in that context, just in context of, of, of Thomas Leda the Gemara is talking about. We don't treat it as a, as a fully formed fetus. We treat it as Maya Ba'alma. So the number 40 represents Yitzira. It represents creation. Chodesh Elul ushers in a period of 40 days because tshuva is not only about fine-tuning or making minor adjustments in one or two areas, it's about recreating oneself, reorienting oneself. Even, even when that involves major, major changes and shifts. And finally, I'd just like to conclude but with one, one final point. And that is, this notion of, of which, which Chazal clearly, clearly advocate of, of gender separation, which they advocate so there shouldn't be Kalas Rosh, because in and of itself it's antithetical Kedusha, because the mingling without careful, careful thought and, and without being on guard against it inevitably leads to other Yisurim, be it the Yisur Hestaklus of gazing, the Yisur of Hirhurim of, of improper thoughts Rachman even even more serious, even more serious Yisurim None of that should be confused with the lack of Avas Yisrael. The mitzvah of Avas Yisrael, certainly there's no, there's no gender separation there. No gender separation there. A man's mitzvah of Avas Yisrael encompasses women. A, wo- a woman's mitzvah of Avas Yisrael encompasses men. I'd like to tell you a story which I think uh, illustrates it v- very beautifully. The story I heard from, uh, from Rabbi Chalab. Uh, I hope I get it right. This is the, the wrong place to, uh, to, to misquote a story from Rabbi Chalab. So uh, I, I hope I get it right. The story is about his mother-in-law who, who came from Brisk. Her husband uh, preceded her here to these shores. And as happened so often, they, they were 
suffered from terrible, dire poverty in, in Europe. He came here and he saved enough money to send her a ticket. And she wasn't going to go to the Trey for Medina. She was a very pious woman and she was refusing to go. So finally they prevailed upon her that she should go ask Reb Chaim. She, she lived in Brisk. So she went into Reb Chaim and Reb Chaim was sitting in a chair but Reb Chaim was sitting in the chair with, with his back to her. So if she's standing there, Reb Chaim was sitting in the chair with his back to her. He, he, he didn't look at her. And she tells him what the standoff is between herself and her husband. And Reb Chaim answered her, obviously in Yiddish, Reb Chaim says to her, Go my child, and your children will, will remain from. Your children will, 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 will remain from. So Reb Chaim sat with his back to her, he, he didn't even look at her. And he answered with such love, Go my child, and, 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 and with the bracha. So what we're talking about in terms of gender separation, we're not talking about any lack of Avas Yisrael, we're just talking about it, it, it's manifest in, in, in different ways. When, when my brother makes a simcha, so I go, and at the simcha I give him a hug. When my sister makes a simcha, I go and I don't give her a hug. It's the same participation, the same feeling, but things have to be manifest differently. And that's what Chazal are advocating here in terms of the gender separation.